0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. Daryl Sutter has earned himself another piece of hardware this week. And let's just dive in to how fantastic the Sutter system has been for our Calgary Flames. Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello everyone and welcome back or welcome to Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked On Flames, which is presented by Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts, and as always, please gamble responsibly. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Flames your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, Apple, Audible, and YouTube. Uh, Free 99, anywhere. So it's great to, you know, tune in, support the show, leave a nice little rating and review. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Daryl Sutter called this um, award regular season award when he was announced as a finalist and I I mean it is obviously but I mean Daryl Sutter seems like a really nice guy um he he has he had a very difficult job uh taking over for Jeff Ward and then kind of you know Rebuilding this team and working with what he had, and then turning it into your Pacific Division winners, right? The Flames this year went 50, 21, and 11, and finished the season with 111 points, seven points above the Oilers as they took the Pacific Division. But, you know, I, I call the North Division season, um, sutter's trial period because i think that he was able to kind of have like a little little room there was there was room for him to fail there because that team was not going anywhere that team was a disaster and that team was not going to make the playoffs no matter how hard they tried and i think it was just really nice to see how the players adapted to Carol Sutter system and how effective his coaching is and i think everyone kind of expected him to win this award because you know uh Gallant was another finalist and i mean new york had been in a little bit of a rebuild for for a while now and they'd kind of had time to develop under david quinn and then david quinn was fired and galant comes in and takes this team to the Eastern Conference Finals, but obviously it's a regular season voting period. So, you know, you don't you don't get to count that. But, you know, he's still a great coach. I think that, you know, hats off to him. He did fantastic things with uh, Team Canada in the World Classic. I, I can't think of the... Roman Giopani competed in Worlds. I cannot speak today. I'm still <laughs> sipping on my coffee. But... You know, I think Daryl Sutter is just a really good coach. And he was able to get this team to a level that they'd never been at before. They had never been such a competitive team. They had never, I hadn't seen that kind of athleticism from them. I remember um, during the pause, there was a video of Johnny rollerblading to stay in shape. And I was like, this kid is slow. Love love him to pieces. You know, I, I cannot, I will never slander Johnny on this show. No one's immune to criticism. But I just remember thinking, they got a long way to go. And he shifted the attitude, the mentality, the culture, and the game in Calgary. There's no denying that. And to watch this team go from slow skaters who only dumped and chased, there was no real strategy to their game, to a team that can pretty much play a strong defensive and offensive game um, and have a a strong group of defensive forwards. Number two in the Selkie Award, um, Elias Lindholm finished second in voting. Which is wild to me because he wasn't even like the top five uh, defensive player of the year, but it's fine. And he certainly wasn't the best defensive player, defensive forward on the Flames. But I digress. Um, You know, I think Daryl Sutter has just been able to uh, change this team and really build them up and just having someone there that can coach these players into taking uh, them to the next level, which proves that it's not, it's not a player's problem. It is a matter of the coach and who is leading this team. And last year there was a comment from Milan Lucic uh, that he basically said in a post-game press conference that a coach can only do so much. I mean, while that's true, is he holding the players accountable. A good coach will do whatever it takes to get their players to succeed. And there have been minor shifts, minor, minor, minor tweaks and changes in that roster from when Jeff Ward was coaching to Daryl Sutter. And I just, I think that there is a true sense of accountability now. You know, I think everyone isn't afraid to own their piece and they know that they own it. And I think that's what Daryl Sutter brings to the team. He's not going to let stuff slide, you know? And he's he's a what have you done for me lately kind of guy. And we saw that a lot. We saw it with Andrew Mangiopani being shifted down to the bottom line, to the fourth line when he hadn't really scored any goals when he hadn't been contributing to the team in the way that he typically can. And I think that that just speaks to Daryl Sutter and how he wants to make this team, and not only the team as a whole, the best they can be, but individual players the best that they can be. Because Johnny is playing a whole new style of hockey. And For a 27, 28-year-old to kind of get into that at that point in their career, you have to have good coaching. And I think that it's been there for Johnny. I think that he's just needed someone to bring it out in him, and Daryl Sutter did that. So congratulations to Daryl Sutter and the rest of the candidates. Uh, Daryl Sutter, actually, I think he just bought, like, two cows for his farm. There was a, a post on Twitter that I retweeted. And the, he called this farm and was like, "Yeah, it's Daryl, Daryl Sutter." And the the people on the other line were like, "What? Oh." And he was he came to pick up the the, the cows or the goats. I can't remember what they were. They might have been goats. And for his farm, and I don't know. He took like a picture with like the the farmers' kids, and it, it was just really sweet. I don't know. I, I really. I'm really glad that the Flames have Daryl Sutter, and I'm very love- I'm very, very happy to see uh, him win this award. I think that again, not that Daryl Sutter needs anything to boost his ego or his confidence, but the team might, especially after getting knocked out in the second round. But coming up next, there is still hockey being played, and I think that we should talk about them. But before we do that, I want to take a second to talk about our next partner, Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day, and I start my day with it. I started taking AG1 because I have gut problems. I just, I just it's, a, it's a thing. And um, I was tired of taking multivitamins and, like, fistfuls of vitamins and different supplements and people trying to get me to a pyramid scheme to, like, cleanse my body. But I I thought that AG1 was a, a perfect product for them to uh, come into my life when it did. I started going to the gym, started being a little bit healthier, and I I like it. I like it because it's just one scoop in a glass of water in, in the morning when I'm getting ready, taking get my other medicine with And I just think it tastes like a tropical, like, fruity, I don't know, flavored water. It doesn't taste bad, which is great. Uh, The founder um, was someone who was taking over $100 worth of supplements a day. And it was just not something that he, he found doable and affordable. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine for yourself. Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company. In 2020, they purchased uh, carbon credits that support projects protecting old-growth rainforests. And for every purchase, we donate to organizations helping kids get nutritious, nutritious foods including No no Kid Hungry here in the United States. In 2020, AG donated over 1.2 million meals to kids. Uh, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and, and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. It's just to every day. No need for different and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy athletic greens is going to give you one year, a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase and all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com network again that is athleticgreens.com nhl network thank you so much for tuning in to lockdown flames as always i'm just Belmosto, and you can follow me on twitter at just Bell Mosto. And and you can follow the show on Twitter at lo underscore James Pod. The conference finals have been so chaotic. And first, the Rangers go up two nothing on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't think that they have lost two consecutive games since being swept in 2019. Two consecutive playoff games, I should say, um, which is crazy. And then you have Edmonton and the avalanche just being absolute menaces to society. You have Evander King getting suspended after an illegal hit to Nazem Kadri. Um, And it's just been a lot. Mike Smith is gonna Mike Smith. There have been goals that he's let in where I'm like, why? Not playing like this against Calgary. It is frustrating. It is so humiliating. Not humiliating. That feels a little strong. But it's aggravating watching the Oilers go down 3 0 to the Avalanche in the way that they're playing. Their goaltending has been horrific. They have done a complete 180 from the way that they've been playing, that they played in round two. And I I'm aggravated. Kale McCarr is the only player that can defend against Connor McDavid. I have seen him. Like, I, I knew, obviously, knew Kale McCarr was good. Like, there's no doubting that. Our sweet little Calgarian. But he's the only one that can defend against him properly, effectively, and probably bruises Connor McDavid's ego. And that's fine with me. That's fine. I, I like Connor McDavid. I'm sure he's a Fine human being, but I don't want to see him win. Not when he eliminated the flames. Okay, that's it. That's it. And then, you know, you have a Vander Kane being a Vander Kane, and it's so aggravating. It's so aggravating. Nazem Kadri has absolutely been a dominant force this season for the Colorado Avalanche, and then. For Kane to just dangerously hit him into the boards like that is pathetic. People have been making jokes saying that Evander Kane saw his ex-wife. Like, that's who he pictured when he was, like, slamming him into the boards. First of all, domestic violence jokes are not funny. And I I, I dare you to, like, say that to, like, a survivor's face um, and watch what happens. But the Avs are playing a backup goalie they have Fr- uh, Frank and I think that's how you say his name and, and the Oilers still can't win a game you're telling me that the Flames wouldn't be able to put up some numbers against him figure it out I'm mad that's what, that's what makes me mad about this entire situation is knowing that the Flames would not be playing Darcy Kemper, who who was the problem, a hot goaltender all season, gave Flames the problem almost every time we played them. And then you get Mike Smith out there, couldn't stop a, a, a beach ball. There was one goal that he allowed um, in Game Three. It was like. It was literally, a, the, the puck just tumbled. It was a tumbling muffin. And he couldn't stop it. He couldn't stop it. And I just, I was sitting there. My boyfriend's rooting for the Oilers. I'm sitting here screaming, go Avs, go. Like, let's go. Um, I, what? How do you not stop that? You know why? You know why you don't stop it? Because you're Mike Smith. That's why. But on the other hand, we have the Rangers and the Lightning. Uh, the Rangers are so good. The Rangers are absurd. Um, they're kid line. They have such a fun young group that has just dominated against Tampa. They lost, or sorry, Tampa lost 6-2 to in game one, which is lots oh, of embarrassing. Uh, and then they lost the second game, went back home to Tampa, Took game three, but I just Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider are my favorite human beings in this playoff, like in this conference final, Western and Eastern. I think that they are so compatible on the ice. Chris Kreider is a great leader, even if he he is the unofficial captain. And he holds his team accountable, he takes responsibility, and he dominates out on the ice. Keandre Miller looks absolutely like a stud out out there defending. He has had some fantastic defensive plays. And uh, Philippito, chef's kiss, looks great, looks absolutely fantastic out there. I wish we were kind of seeing more from Panarin. I kind of forgot that he was on the Rangers for until the playoffs started, um, to be entirely honest, but I just really don't have a prediction for like either series. I mean, I think that, I think that the Abs are going to sweep, uh, Edmonton tonight. I think that that's like fairly out or not tonight. Is that tonight? Yes, it's tonight. Um, I think that's, you know, or at least a gentleman's sweep. Uh, my heart goes out to little Ben Stettler. Um, I'm not rooting for the Oilers, rooting for Ben's happiness, but at the same time, like, sorry. Like, I, I don't mean to root against you, but go, Avs, go. Uh, I want to see the Rangers win. I think the Rangers are such a fun team. Igor Shesterkin is oh, an absolute force to be reckoned with. Um... People talk about how he flops. Goaltenders are just allowed to be, like, stampeded over through the entire season. So if he wants to flop, let him flop. That's fine. Um, I think this will probably go six or seven. Um, Go Rangers. (laughs) That's really all I can say there. But coming up next... uh, because I missed Friday's episode, I figured we could talk about uh, the winners and losers of the week. I really want to apologize for not having an episode on Friday. I was still really sick, and I'm finally feeling a little better. So, thanks for hanging out with me. But um, before we jump into our winners and losers, let's talk about Bet Online. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info. Please gamble responsibly. That's all. I'm just throwing that out there. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA championship matchup, NHL conference finals, MLB, and the latest fighting news from the MMA and UFC, as well as boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports Wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head on over to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So, one thing about the Flames is that they have a difficult off season ahead of them. I think that we need to uh, remember that. I don't want to say difficult. I think difficult. Uh, is a very, they have a complicated offseason ahead of them, but our boy Elliot Friedman, 32 thoughts, thought number 17, the Flames don't want any Andrew Maggiopani slander that he's not as valuable to them as Johnny Gaudreau or Matthew Kachuk. That's right, put some respect on his name. I have been saying that for a few years now. That's right, Elliot, let's go. Uh, But they do recognize the salary slot will be lower than those two, which is why negotiations start with the first line wingers. And once Calgary knows their landscape, they'll know what else can or needs to be done. Gaudreau wanted no talks during the season and kept that promise, there were minimal, if any, conversations. When they start talking very soon, it will be a completely new discussion. I don't think the flames will become tiptoeing into those negotiations either. No time. It's coming. A Johnny Cadrow extension is coming. It is upon us. It is upon us. It's upon us. Um, it, absolutely great to see, great to hear. You'll love to see it. Um, so that's my winner of the week. My winner of the week is that little segment. Um, I think that's absolutely fantastic. Flames appreciating Andrew Mongiopani. Great. I, they might have to allow him a little bit, but that's fine because he has, like, a few years, a few more years, and then he can, uh, you know sign that that big extension when cap's looking a little nicer um love to see it i'm excited to see how these negotiations go for the kachuk family um johnny and mangiopani i think that's gonna be fantastic that's gonna be so much fun and those are truly like the top three priorities um i would also venture out to say that um They probably won't do the qualifying offer for Matthew Kachuk only, only so they can like retool, not retool, reconfigure their, uh, the numbers. The qualifying offer is $9 million. That's a lot of money. But we'll see. I don't know anything permanent yet. Any, you know, any rumors or anything like that. So we'll have to keep an eye out. And my losers of the week. This is like this is so weird. That I have seen this all over Twitter and it's gatekeeping. Anyone who is gatekeeping anything from anyone is so ridiculous. I don't care if you are a a random hockey fan from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you're rooting for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who cares? Or If you grew up a Toronto Maple Leafs fan and you want to root for the Avalanche, who cares? Most of us don't have a team in this fight anymore or a dog in this race. Let people root for whoever they want. There's no reason to be like, you can't root for that. Yeah. Do I think it's weird if you're a Flames fan and you're rooting for Edmonton? Absolutely. But do you, If I can understand why you would want to see McDavid win a cup. I, too, would like to see McDavid win a cup someday, just not this year. So stop being weird. Stop bullying people. Let people have fun. Someone rooting for a different team than they normally do does not affect you in any way. If you feel targeted or feel some type of way about it, I suggest you log off of Twitter. Log off of social media. Go outside, touch some grass, go for a little walk, get some fresh air, because there's something there. You got to get offline, honey. I'm sorry. But that is all I have for today on Locked on Flames. I am very appreciative of everyone tuning in. Tomorrow I have uh, Johnny Gaudreau for our player report card series that we're starting And the rest of this week will be the top line and Andrew Mangiapani. So tune in for a very specified episode of uh, Lockdown Flames. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. And you can find the show on on Twitter at LO underscore FlamesPod. And thank you again so much for tuning in. And make sure you are liking, subscribing, commenting, and And leaving little reviews whenever you get the chance. And I will see you tomorrow for our Johnny Goudreau report card.